welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched episodes one through six of season two of Riverdale. The best show ever made. Best show ever. <laughs> this is chapters 14 through 19. We are so yes. excited to get back to the show. <laughs> I don't know if excited's the word. Oh, I am. I love this show so much. I do love it, but sometimes when when you're when you're binge watching it and I'm trying to hurry up for this recording, I'm like I don't care. I don't. <laughs> when it's work, yeah, it's yeah. not well, it's, it's not as much fun. It, yeah. It's not that I'm like, oh god. It's I don't know, there's just something about it where I'm like, I don't even I, like I've zoned out. I have no idea what happened this whole entire episode kind of thing. Oh. Well, I will tell you because I love this show so very much. Um, this episode's probably going to be really long. Yes, insanely long. So if you give up on us halfway through, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> so just to let you know now, yeah. next week we're going to watch episodes 7 through 13 of Riverdale. It's <sighs> a lot of Riverdale. Yeah, and then we're going to do... Um, the week after that, um, episodes 14, 14 through 19. Mm-hmm. After that, we're going to do some bad Christmas movies on Netflix. And Yay. I'm really excited about that one, too. I feel like that's going to be torment for you. Yeah, it probably will be. But it's short, so I can... Do you like bad Christmas movies? I don't really like Christmas movies. I'm uh, sorry. I'm, such a, I'm so not a Christmas person. I like bad Christmas movies. Well, and I might. I might watch it and be like, this is the best thing ever, and then binge watch everything on Netflix. Like, that Pickles is so smart. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, too, with Netflix. If you even look at one of the pictures of one of those bad Christmas movies too long, yeah. forget it. That's all your suggestions. That's all your suggestions for the rest of your life. It's like, oh, you watched yeah, five have... seconds of this Lifetime movie? Here's 400 more. <laughs> that aren't even Christmas so. related. They're just no. Lifetime movies. They're just, just bad movies in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, damn you, Lifetime. Okay, so do you want to get started on Chapter 14? Yes. Episode 1 of Season 2? Yes. That's a lot of words right there. I know. <laughs> I... But that's okay. I missed Riverdale. I did too. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back. Okay, so this is what a kiss before dying is the name of the chapter. Yes, it's very intense. It's very intense because if we remember correctly, when we last left Riverdale, that Fred Andrews was bleeding out on the floor of Pops with Archie holding his little itty bitty body. Aww. And it was sad. That really was kind of heartbreaking episode. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot going on in this episode. So, this episode starts with Archie, who, for some reason, doesn't have a driver's license yet, which I'm really concerned about. Yeah, I don't know if he's 15 or 16. I think <laughs> I think he's 16. I think he's just such a busy boy with music and football that he Listen. hasn't had time to get his license. Listen, Juggy has a license, I'm assuming, and he's got... All kinds of stuff going on. Um, I imagine that Jug only has a uh, a permit, <laughs> and he's driving illegally because that's what I did. Oh, okay. Well, sure, <laughs> sure. And I bet you know how you know all the cops on the West Bank. He probably knows all the cops in Riverdale, but not. Yeah, a, but probably not in a good <laughs> but way. Not in a good yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
Um, so anyways, he's racing his daddy to the hospital and he gets there and, you know, they're doing all like the operating and get out of the way and ER stuff. And then, um, they take him back to the operating room, which Archie can't go in, which she seems kind of surprised about. And I'm like, no, honey, they don't let you in there. (laughs) He's surprised by everything. But I really liked this part of the episode. I Mm -hmm. thought... Um, KJ Appa's acting was really good right here. He he looked like I don't know. I, I felt really bad. Like I was kind of tearing up. I felt bad for poor Archie. Well, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I know they're in their 20s, but especially Archie, whether it's good acting or just because his character's excuse me so stupid, I I really felt bad for him. I'm like, why is he driving? It's icy out. He's gonna crash the car. Somebody needs to help this child because he's in complete. Meltdown mode. Yeah, and and Junkhead's narration over the whole thing, he he says that uh, poor Archie's like careening down the street. (laughs) Knocking off uh, side view mirrors and running over small pets. I don't know. He's driving really fast, which I can understand. I mean, it's... Your dad's dying right beside you, so... um. Uh, And it comes out of nowhere. The, the this this whole incident just comes out of nowhere. Yes, yes. And and that's what's even more jarring about it is like you think like oh everything in Riverdale is finally fine and then this happens and then this happens. It's not like with Archie's dad that we learned in season three that he was really really sick and they were basically kind of waiting for him to die. Was my interpretation of that? This was at, like you said out of the field, out of left field. Nobody knows. So he gets there. And I'm not sure who calls the gang together, but everybody ends up showing up at the hospital. And I mean, like, everybody. Half the school shows up, yeah. (laughs) Anybody that we've ever seen in the school is there. The football team shows up at one point. The the Pussycats are there, I'm assuming, to perform for the kids. I don't know why they're there. Um, Of course, the the clique. I, I think the only person that wasn't there was Barb, and I forgot her name on this show. Um, Ethel. Ethel. <laughs> so anyway, so they're all at the hospital. Everything's going on. And then the the sheriff shows up and wants to talk to Archie about what he saw. His dad is not even stable yet. Do they do that? I don't know. And that's what I was... That I have two thoughts of this. He's in complete emotional distress. He is in probably shock. He, you know, he's going to be like, we were at McDonald's. Like, I, I feel like he's not even a reliable witness at this point because it's it's still happening you know um usually when you give a statement it's after the fact you know like after a robbery or something but I feel like in this incident his dad just went back for surgery and he's like come talk to me Archie and doesn't he need a parent or guardian yeah but instead he brings Jughead which yeah to to be fair, Jughead is probably more <laughs> mature than most of the parents in Riverdale. <laughs> he has a better moral compass than most of the parents in Riverdale, so wow. it's probably wow. a good choice that he picked Jughead. Yeah, I do I do agree with the choice, but I'm still like, don't we need a parent? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, you, you need I'm a really parent. Kind of, I'm really kind of concerned about this whole thing, and all I could think of is making of a murderer where they took that poor child uh, right. back to get him to confess to the crime and everything. And So anyway, so Archie says, I think Archie says this, he says something about he was in the he was wearing a black uh, hat or something, or I think the sheriff said that, and then Archie's like, 
No, it was like a black hood, and I like went screaming up and down the hallways. Yeah, like, it's the, the black, black hood. hood. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets really upset about that because the sheriff keeps saying, "Okay, so he was wearing like a black ski mask," and and Archie's like, "No, it's a black hood." Again, Sheriff Keller, great dad, not a good cop, because there is a huge difference between a ski mask and it's like details, buddy. Details matter here. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, if he had a hat on, you could see like some of his face maybe and like his neck um, or his coloring, because if I remember correctly, head to toe, you can't tell if he's white, black, Asian. No, he does. He comes in with gloves on. Yeah. So you can't even yeah. see the skin tone of his hands. So... <laughs> This is my favorite part of the whole entire episode. So Archie's there talking to people, getting interrogated, covered in blood. Yes. That's, well, that's not safe. Somebody give that man a Purell or wash his hands at the very <laughs> least. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I know. Go wash off. I, he wasn't even thinking about he that. He wasn't thinking, but no. I know. But at least Betty could have ran across the street and got him a change of clothes. But, yeah. you know. Whatever. Um, so they're like, go home, take a shower, get out of the blood clothes. And he's like, no, I gotta stay here. And I guess it's Ronnie that convinces him to go home and yeah. clean up. I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him for not oh, wanting no. to leave the hospital. Um, mm -mm. When my dad was sick, I was, I was at the hospital constantly. I hated not being there. And um, Fred Andrews and Archie Andrews get along way better than me and my dad. So I can yeah. understand him not wanting to leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You When my dad's been in the hospital, you cannot blast my mom out of right. there. Right. Like, yeah. you literally can't get her out of there. But also, they tell him to go home while he's still in surgery. They say, yeah. oh, he's stable now. But it's like, he's still in surgery. Like, anything could happen then. But look, whatever. We can't well, question the medical professionals in Riverdale. <laughs> they are highly trained. They we're are like trying to get, We're trying to get, yeah. We're trying to get Child Protective <laughs> Services just to work in this town. Like, So anyway, so, so they get, Archie and um, Ronnie get to his house. And he's like, oh, I have a dog to walk. And I'm like, <laughs> He's, Vegas probably has a doggy door. I'm hoping so, but I'm like, Jesus Christ. I know. We're both, like, we're both huge dog lovers, and it's like, you just <laughs> left your dog. Well, it was morning, so maybe um, Fred walked the dog in the morning and then went to go meet Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Look, it's okay, Vegas, but we I. Can't, we can't be worried about Vegas, too, okay? I, I'm worried. I'm more worried about Vegas than Archie. Mm -hmm. And you can tell he's still in shock. Oh, yeah. To me, he's still in shock. And so he's like, I'm going to take a shower after they walk the dog, which I thought was a very sweet little scene. Yes, it was. And then, of course, Ronnie's like, are you okay? You know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then she opens the door. Now, here's my problem with that. Lock your fucking door when you take a shower. I don't lock my door when I take a shower. Obviously, you're going to be killed, too. I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not even coming to your funeral. Um, that is a murder waiting to happen. Well, if my... Um, okay, no. If if I'm home alone, if my husband yes. isn't home, I'll lock the bathroom door. And I put the dogs in there with me, too. Yeah. Yeah. But when, when Dustin's home, no. Because he... Mm -mm. I, look, I don't get any privacy. He comes yeah. in there and starts talking to me, and I'm like, now? You decide to talk to me now? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But I was like, lock door and yeah that, that really upsets me 
But anyway, she's trying to take his mind off of it. So Archie, the man who can't leave his parent, his dad for a second, is like, okay, I'm going to have sex with my girlfriend. And the I'm like. The weirdest sex scene in the <laughs> whole show. I, I understand huh. that people handle shock and, uh, you know, traumatic situations differently. I've never once gotten close to having sex in high-stress situations like that. I mean, <laughs> and again, but then I go back to, well, they're supposedly, like, 16 and 17. Nope. I Even guess when I was a teenager. Oh, that's no right. Way. I always forget you had such an interesting life. Um, but, yeah, I know. I'm like, you know, I, I remember when my dad had his first heart attack uh, my mom's like daddy had a heart attack and we're going to the hospital thank god i had showered first at that time i was taking medicine different times of the day this is a really stupid story but anywho <laughs> i ended up taking my ambien by accident oopsies we were uh living in florida at that time so we drove to where my dad was at which is about 45 minutes away and i am i'm like why am i so tired and i'm fighting it so bad and i think by the time i get there my mom, I think, says, why are your pupils so dilated? I'm like, I think I took Ambien. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I had to fight the effects of that. Um, yeah. Luckily, I've always had a really high tolerance to that. So, yeah. anyway, so they get they get back to the hospital. Well, yeah. Veronica takes right? Fred's stuff out of, out of the bag. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, sorry. You know, because they gave him all the clothes, all the stuff that he had on him. And they noticed that Fred's wallet is is missing and Mm -hmm. um, Archie gets really upset about that he kind of wants to blame Veronica for it yeah and this is where like okay so yeah there was a sex scene and I just don't think that that's realistic I think that the CW was just like look sexy it up I don't know put it put a sexy here Uh, so he gets mad at Veronica and he tells her like why am I even here I need to go back to the hospital like just just Mm -hmm. leave just go away and she almost yeah. does, but to her credit, she goes, no, this is, that's mm-hmm. what he's asking for. That might mm-hmm. be what he wants, but that's not what he needs. Exactly. That's, that's probably one of those, the most mature decisions Veronica's ever made was to stay there with him, even yeah. when he didn't want her there. You know, yeah. she, she knew better. Of course, if I had just had sex with my boyfriend and he said that to me, yeah. I would have punched him right in the nuts. And it tells me to get out. <laughs> Fuck you, I would have left. I know. You and I are such a hot temper. We'd be like, okay, go fuck yourself. And we would have ran. We would have ran, honey. After we punched them. Yeah. So they go back to the hospital. Yeah. Archie's clean. No blood. Cheryl. My yeah. girl Cheryl walking in in a white outfit. Yes. Yes. We talked about this on our last episode of Riverdale. That, that wonderful high-low dress that she wore while she burned down her house. But wait a second. Yeah. Let, me, let me go back just a little bit. Right, because I, I, I did make a note about this. Okay. Right after the sex scene between Archie and Ver- Veronica, mm. we cut straight to Kevin and Betty at the hospital. Kevin says to Betty, I know we're all focused on nothing but Fred Andrews right now, but did you and Jughead have sex? Yes. And I love... <laughs> Meanwhile, Veronica and Archie are fucking in the shower. But Kevin, being like the the most down to earth character on this show, goes, "I know we're all focused on Fred right now. Like he's the but, one." But meanwhile, meanwhile, yeah, yeah. The, the gays love the gossip. Sorry, um, but go ahead, go with Cheryl and her wonderful no. white high low dress. So she's wearing this white dress. 
I think she has her brooch on. I can't recall exactly, but it's red, like red lipstick, red everything else in this white dress. And I'm like, your house just burned to the ground or whatever. Your mom just got rushed in? Yeah. From the burning house. How do you not hit a speck of dirt on that well and also um that's highly suspicious sheriff keller (laughs) that the house burned down and cheryl looks amazing yet her mom's half burned to death yeah third degree burns i'm like yeah because i thought her mom was outside with her um i think oh she says that the mom ran in to grab a painting or something like a really uh yeah and so that's how she got smoke inhalation and stuff like that the mom went in to save some priceless painting so insurance who cares let it burn yeah exactly (laughs) let's go back to this though uh the reason why jughead and uh, i almost said veronica jughead and betty don't have sex is Mm -hmm. because the serpents come a calling yeah yeah they interrupt them right in right right before they get started Jughead, like a good kid, goes and goes, he's like, hold hold on, Betty, let me go answer the door. And it's like, I don't remember what they said to him, though. I think they were trying to get him to join the club, or, it's a club. (laughs) 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 The gang. And I think they wanted him to join, because FP's in prison. Right, and the serpents take care of their families while they're in prison, yeah. They have morals, (laughs) these serpents. I can't, I can't with this whole serpent thing. Fred is while he's in surgery is um having like all these weird dreams. Coma dreams. Yeah. Coma oh, dreams. I really wanted to talk about that. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. All of Fred's coma dreams are about Archie and yes. I just oh god, he's just the best dad. He's just the best dad. He really is the best character on the Yes. <laughs> And probably the best actor. He's so pure and just like, just a sweet. Like the driven snow. Just a sweet baby daddy. (laughs) But, yeah, so they all involve Archie. And I think one of them was a graduation scene. And one of them, and this is my favorite one, is the outdoor wedding scene of Ronnie and Archie. So that caused a huge commotion on the internet because, of course, they, air quotes, leaked that picture. Before season two started. So people were like, oh my God, they're getting married. (laughs) Not knowing it's Fred's coma dream. But yeah, I love that because there were bagpipes. And I I never thought like, oh yeah, of course they're Scottish. Scottish Of course they're Scottish, yeah. And then the the Black Hood comes and uh, shoots at Archie while he's at the altar. Poor Fred dives in front of him. So it's like, even in Fred's like fantasies of Archie's grown-up life. He's still trying to save his son, trying to protect him. He's uh, yeah. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. Ronnie is having the best day ever. Um, You know, her boyfriend's dad's almost dying, and her father's coming back. Yes, we meet Hiram this episode. Did you notice that they start speaking Spanish? Yes. A lot more. And then, you know... I wasn't even super clear that Veronica was of Spanish heritage until until Hiram shows up. <laughs> Were we supposed to know that? I, I don't, don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I, the whole thing. I, he's he, he's a creeper from the start. I mean, from the second he walks onto this show, and we should mention that it's it's Mark Consuelos. Is sure. that his name? Who is married to Kelly Ripa? Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and he is he's a very good looking man. Um You think so? I just Yeah, well want and to here's why him. he's he's on the shorter side. Oh, there you go. Okay. Done. You know? <laughs> and I I got something about short guys. I married one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> She's a family of shorties. Let's just say yeah. that. So yeah, so as soon as uh, the father, wait till your father gets home. We'll be speaking Spanish in the house again is what I felt like she should have been saying all along. Exactly. Like, wait yeah. till he, brush up, sister, because it's coming. Well, Veronica automatically assumes that her dad, Hiram, had something to do with the shooting at Freddie Andrews. Mm-hmm. She suspects that it's because Fred and Hermione had a little tryst. Yeah. She also knows that Fred, uh, that they're trying to take over Fred's construction company. So, mm-hmm. To her, Hiram having Fred taken out of the picture would be beneficial to Hiram. Yeah. Jughead thinks it's a serpent. So we kind of have these, uh, right away, we kind of have our main characters suspecting their own families. Yes. Doesn't occur to anybody that this could just be some kind of random uh, shooting because the shooter did not take Fred's wallet. Or cash. He didn't rob. I don't know if we find this out in this episode or the next. I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah, he didn't take any money. So, yeah, it is more of a a poorly planned uh, assassination Mm -hmm. with a robbery to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. But this episode, it it starts off a lot of the the main storylines for episode two because mm -hmm. you, you know, you begin the search for the Black Hood. (laughs) Archie starts down his road to becoming a vigilante. Yes. Jughead is... Um, on his way to becoming Serpent King because I think he turns to Tallboy, my favorite, <laughs> favorite name. I can't stand it. I was watching this earlier and, you know, I just I just love to point out the craziest stuff that Dust said and, um, He's he's like what he's like what is this like a teen gang and I said yeah here are the members names Jughead, uh, Sweet Pea, Tallboy, Fangs, FP. FP, yeah. So, um, yeah, this starts him down his his road to to becoming the Serpent King. Oh, and at the very very end, yes, this is the last thing I was I had. Go, you go. Okay, for it. so the episode ends with us going back to visit the pedophile. Yeah, who's also a teacher, Grundy, yeah. Grundy, right? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah. And yet again, she's. Got her hands all over teenage boy. She's uh, after hours schooling, teaching tutoring. piano, tutoring. Yeah. I don't know. But, of course, she looks like she wants to jump him. And then she smooches on him as he's leaving the door. And I'm like, Yeah, it's, it's it's good old Benjamin Button from <laughs> the Sabrina crossover. Yes. But I got really upset about this because, you know, you hardly ever hear about um, female teachers and their um misconduct with teenage boys but you always hear about male teenagers and their female students right well yeah male teachers and their female students well well, and male teachers are automatically demonized for it yes people like want to stone them yeah but when it's a hot teacher you know a lot of jokes are made yeah and it doesn't seem as predatorial as it really is. But that reminds well, me of, I, I don't remember the name of the 
of anybody involved but there was one teacher who had a teenage student and they were in a relationship for a while and mm-hmm. the student actually ends up killing her husband yes they made a movie Remember about that? it with nicole kidman goddamn national treasure nicole kidman yeah she's australian she's goddamn national treasure <laughs> she's australia's national national nope. treasure she's everybody's national treasure she is awesome but anyway so yeah. she's got her hands all down his pants and everything and so the kid leaves and she's thinking probably dirty thoughts and all of a sudden she gets hoisted up by yeah. somebody attacking her in her home with a bow that, for her yeah a cello? bow for her cello yeah. yeah sounds like he breaks her her neck with it and she's dead he strangles her with her bow i know i love this and it's with sabrina and all of them i'm like yeah so that murder happens in greendale yes yeah. in greendale because that's where she moved because she's a pedophile and they have to skip around school districts. i wonder if grundy taught at sabrina's high school for a period of time and then like by the time we get around to the story of sabrina we just don't see that yeah i don't know i want yeah i think she was just tutoring i don't think she she got a job at the high school in greendale but i'm thinking yeah. she's so just finally <laughs> somebody takes out that bitch yeah i can't say i was sad about it i guess because no. she is a predator and i just have no tolerance it was gruesome that. it was it was gory for riverdale yeah episode two chapter 15 is called nighthawks um <laughs> i don't know what that's about i, I don't, don't get know that either one. i'm trying to I'm tr- i feel like these are all names of like 90 movies but i can't yeah. say for sure so anyways yeah well, we find out that Pops isn't doing well. Pops, the, the chocolate shop, not Pops the person. I know. Nobody wants to go there anymore. Oh, it was so heartbreaking. Jughead and Betty go in there, mm-hmm. and Pops turns to them, and he says, Did you see? Did you see what they wrote on my chocolate shop? Wasn't that so sad? Poor Pops. The only people in this whole town that deserve anything are Fred Andrews and Pops Tate. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else is, yes, is horrible. Everybody else horrible. can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Pops and Fred Andrews. They should yeah. they should form a coalition and just bounce everybody out. Archie so Fred Andrews is home now. Yes. And Archie's trying to be the man of the house. He's cooking breakfast and it's not doing so well. His dad is up and about and um he tells his dad that <laughs> I wrote this down. He wants to go on patrol with the cops. Yes. You're, you don't even have a driver's license. Here's the th- A normal person would go, when I grow up, I'm going to grow up to be a police officer. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that nothing like this happens again. Mm-hmm. Archie wants to do that now. Yeah. He wants to be a cop now. <sighs> yeah. Jughead is trying to get his dad out of jail. They yes. go over the list of charges and uh, we get to see FP for the first time this season. Love FP. Oh, Skeet Ulrich, he's a, he's a treasure. <laughs> he's um, another goddamn national treasure. Yes. <laughs> so they go over the charges. I didn't realize how bad it is. It's bad. It's bad. I, I, I must um, have glazed over that. Well, you've got obstruction of justice. You've got lying to the cops. Yes. Um, he's the one who dumped Jason's body in Sweetwater River. Mm-hmm. So it's bad. He he seems super complicit in this murder. And so they're they're thinking about uh, 20 years yeah. he's going to be in jail. And his, his lawyer is urging him to take the deal. Yes. Jughead says to Betty at one point during the episode, he says, it feels like the whole system is rigged against us. No, your dad is a fucking criminal. What? Yes. I mean... 
Yeah, he may not have done this, but he's definitely skirted outside the law, obviously, for close to A 20 years. Time. I would say maybe 25. I don't know how old he is or when he started yeah. being a serpent. In my head, I can't wait to start seeing, like, little babies in serpent jackets running around. Um, start them young. I hope this show lasts that long. I told, I told my boyfriend when he was watching one of the episodes with me that the show will go on forever. Because it's so. so amazing. I just, I just... To me, this episode and, and that point right there starts off this this period of time for Jughead who he's just completely manic. I mean, mm-hmm. he just runs around like like a crazy, like a madman. Yeah, he really does. He's he's mad at everybody for stuff that his dad did. Like, yeah, okay, his dad was kind of forced into it but don't say that the system's rigged against you he is angry through this whole thing and i like how he the whole time is kind of like that bull looking at you he he looks his head's down and he looks up at yeah. you that's mean juggy so yeah I, that's his mad look i yeah. write it down all the time i'm like mean juggy mean juggy's back yeah. <laughs> him and betty actually confront the mayor the mayor it's and he's riverdale anybody Betty, Betty and Veronica decide that they're going to spearhead this kind of campaign to get Pop's chocolate shop um, back yes. on its feet. So Betty and Jughead go to see the mayor, and she, ugh, the weirdest thing, they want her to make it a landmark. Yes, because, and I don't know if he mentioned it when he said, look what they did to my shops or something, or maybe it was last season, where he talks about they were there during... The riots. Like, nobody touched them during the riots. Um, Yeah. And for a second, I thought, oh, the riots, like, when all the teenagers rioted in Riverdale. No, that's at the end of this season. (laughs) So, Riverdale has had multiple riots. For a town of a thousand. It's got a lot going on. Sheriff Keller is doing a really bad job. Yeah. And if you're on, if you're on riot two already. (laughs) No, in, like, the last 30 years, that's a lot of riots. Yeah, I imagine he's talking about race riots with Pops being um, a black man. Mm -hmm. I find it so odd that they're like, that place is cursed and I I don't want to eat there because somebody was shot. Really? Uh, Yeah, that's not not the chocolate shop's fault. I was like, Pops didn't shoot them. I think it's close to the south side. (gasps) Oh... The wrong side yeah. of the tracks. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's like literally because in there in some scenes there there is a train going by <laughs> behind Pop, and so I think the other side of the tracks is the south side. Yeah, the wrong side of the tracks. That's where that comes yeah. from. Yeah, sure. I sure, really sure. think that. Yeah. So they confront the mayor. They want her to make it a landmark, and she says no because that's stupid. And <laughs> of course it is. Sure. And he and Jughead automatically launches into this this uh, campaign for his dad. And Betty's like, whoa, 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 that's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And he points at the mayor and he says, you remember this day as the day you turned your back on Pop and FP. And I would, if I was the mayor, I would have been like, so what, Jughead? Go home. Like, yeah, right. who cares? I'm the mayor. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, if that's the worst thing out of your whole career, um, more power to you. In this day and age, I mean, okay. I let down the diner by the railroad tracks. (laughs) An FP who's a known criminal and a serpent king. Serpent king, shame on me. Uh, Shame, um, shame, shame on me. What they find out is that if Jason's family will forgive FP in Mm -hmm. court, Mm -hmm. 
Um, FP will have a better chance of getting out early. So um, Betty goes to Cheryl and asks her if she will testify in court for FP. Mm-hmm. Cheryl rightfully tells her to go fuck herself. No, no, no. The exact line is, I wrote it yes. down. Please. Double cherry on top, no. Double yeah. cherry on top, no. There you go. That's very serious. That's a very serious, yeah. That's that's a no. <laughs> Because even even her saying no has to be, like, just wonderful. It's, everything about her is wonderful. Well, Betty decides to go ahead and blackmail her with a tape of her brother being murdered. You guys, y'all are supposed to be the good guys. It's not just of her brother getting killed. It's of her father killing her brother. Which, yeah, I'm assuming in a town of a thousand, again, I'm just making up shit, that... They've already known, like, they, they know what's going. Oh, I guess not. I guess they wouldn't know that because they all think FP did it. So never mind. Well, there's no, there's no reason to, no, they don't think that FP did it. They know that Clifford Blossom did it, but it's that's an open and shut case. There's no reason to go to court and present that as evidence because mm-hmm. Clifford's dead. So nobody's seen that video except Sheriff Keller. So I don't. I don't know why it's such yeah. a big deal then. I've been like, okay, show it. I could give two shits. Like, That's a nightmare. How would you feel if somebody oh, yeah. released a video of somebody you love getting murdered by your dad? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like it, but it's not like a thing yeah. where I'd be like, well, okay, then I'm going to go and, and be nice for FP. It's a t- oh, it was a terrible thing of Betty to do, but I don't blame Cheryl for mm-hmm. going to testify. I don't. I would have done that too to keep, to keep that tape hidden. So mm-hmm. she goes to court and she does testify for FP. She says that she she forgives him, and she even lies under oath and says that she heard Clifford Blossom tell FP mm-hmm. that he was going to kill Jughead mm-hmm. if he didn't help. So Yeah, because I guess our first part of her testimony, they're like, we'll take that into consideration, but yeah. mm, that's when she kind of elaborates on it. Yeah, that, that really seals the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to getting Cheryl to testify, Betty also forces the Vixens to work at Pops for this, like, this benefit night. Yes. We get one of the best Pussycat performances. <laughs> I think it's the best one I've seen so far. I loved it. I'm concerned they were all going to fall off the roof. You guys, <laughs> Cheryl was dancing to Milkshake on the roof of a diner. <laughs> yeah, because they were down a Pussycat for some reason. Valerie. Valerie. Yeah, Valerie was, she was the one who um, dated Archie for a little while. For like a hot minute. But yeah, so Cheryl's like... I know the songs, and everybody's wearing, like, um, their Vixen outfits with, like, a, or what, a Pops t-shirt and a little white shorts or whatever, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, their their socks, their tube socks, and their sneakers. Oh, the outfits or, were great. They were so or, 70s. Or skating or whatever, but here yes. comes Miss Cheryl in thigh-high boots. <sighs> fierce. She is so fierce. I love her. I, I too. love her. But, yeah, honey, she's... I never really listened to the words of Milkshake before um, until mm. until they did it. And, oh, speaking of, mm-hmm. um, I have found... It, there are Riverdale playlists on Spotify. My God, my life is whole. Yeah, I've been listening to those while I've been working out lately. Because I do... Although I hate the singing, I do like a lot of the music in season two but it's them singing that's why you hate it because it's so awful right yeah no this is one of the few performances that i did not fast forward through no i i watched well it's because archie wasn't singing too to be fair true yeah that's true yeah (laughs) archie finds out that grundy's dead and he's convinced now that the black hood is after him i don't know why 
he never so he he thinks okay the black hood is after me but he never he never goes far enough to say why the black hood would be after him yeah i know i'm like um everybody's gonna be like okay so your teach this random teacher was killed um and and your father was shot so what does that have to do with you exactly i mean other than your father getting shot i mean you know what i'm saying it's not like yeah my girlfriend got shot, my father got shot, and my auntie got shot. It's right. like... <laughs> and they were killed in different ways. The Grundy was uh, murdered with that bow, and then Fred was shot. So they don't even... Con- and two different towns. So mm-hmm. as we know with serial killers, when it happens in different towns, they don't always connect the dots like that. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. No. We meet Penny Peabody this episode. So many feelings about Penny Peabody. Ugh. She's the worst. Well, I like how... She is the worst. But I like how... She looks like she smells like Virginia Slims. Yes. <laughs> Did you listen to the last full episode of My Favorite Murder? It wasn't a yes. live episode. It was just them actually recording. And they did some story and they were talking about somebody. Her name was like Betty or... Not Betty. Sandra. Uh, yeah, or something. Or something. Like and they're yeah. like, she smokes Dawn. Her. Dawn. Yes. But it was spelled like D-A-W-N. U-N. U-N-E-E. And they're like, oh, you know. Uh, you know, she's yes. got the smoker's voice. She's got her Virginia Slims and all this. Yep. And I was like, they should have held up a picture of her and be like, if you want to know what we're talking about, look yeah. at... Penny Peabody. I can't with that name. I can't with these Another names. Another great name. God, I love these names. But it's... She gets her serpent tattoo where? On her arm, isn't it? Yeah, like the fucking Death Eaters in Harry Potter. Yeah, I was like, we know this. Yeah, the serpents are basically trailer park versions of the Death Eaters <laughs> from Harry Potter. I'm gonna die. She definitely drives a Trans Am, that's for sure. Well, of course she does. She is a, what are they, a snake charmer? A snake charmer. And is she yeah. an attorney? She is an attorney, and so the deal was is that the serpents paid for her to go to school. Yes. So that they would have basically her on retainer forever. It's also just cheaper to put an attorney on retainer than it is to pay for law school. But Because, again, they're in a gang, and they're not really operating inside the law. Penny Peabody is the one who (laughs) suggested that Cheryl um, testify in court for FP, and it works. When FP finds out about Penny Peabody, he is pissed. Nobody told Jughead that Penny Peabody would come back and go, okay, I did something for you. Now you have to do something for me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then lastly, mm-hmm. Moose and Midge. Ah, <sighs> Moose and Midge. Eminem. I like, I like Moose. I wish Midge had died in this scene. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Midge. I don't. I just don't like her. I, I don't like her. She and I would not be friends. No, but you know what I said about her uh, about this whole situation. I'm like, is the Zodiac killer now in Riverdale? Yes, because <laughs> and what Lovers Lane killer too? Yeah. The one from Texarkana. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Moose and Midge are making out in the woods um, after taking and- what? What did they take? Jingle jangle. They got some jingle jangle from um, Reggie. <laughs> Sorry. Still not super clear on what jingle jangle does. I want to think it's like, um, what's all the club kids take? Um, Molly. Yeah. Like, I think it's like that, but I yeah. literally have no idea. Luckily, Kevin was cruising in the woods nearby, and so he was able to get some help for poor Moose and Midge. So... I kind of blame yeah. Moose and Midge for their shooting, and I'm going to tell you why. 
Because you're making out in the middle of nowhere with your headlights on. Oh, where the headlights on? Yes, way to draw attention to yourself. Why don't yeah. you just have sex on top of the hood? Maybe yeah. put in some floodlights. I mean, I'm like, you're in the middle of nowhere for a reason. Turn off your goddamn headlights. Um, but also, like, there's no parental supervision in Riverdale. Like, you probably could have done that at the dinner table and none of the parents would have noticed. Oh, God. The names. The names of these um, uh, episodes. Penny. Oh, the names of the episodes. The name yeah, of the so- episodes and the names of people. And I'm going to tell you why when we talk about our next episode, which is episode three, chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Archie's angry. You and I have talked about this a lot, about how this show is really right on with, uh, you know, with being really progressive and being like, hey, we're okay for gay. Hey, we're okay about this. Hey, you're okay about that. And I, yeah. I'm screaming at the TV, somebody get these kids in therapy, meaning Jughead and Archie. Like, Archie's looking yeah. worse as the season's going on. Jughead is manic on, on a good day. I'm like... Jughead needs medication for sure. For yeah. sure. Both of them do. Yeah, well, I don't know that if Archie needs medication, he could probably use a little bit of therapy just to mm-hmm. to, to talk out what's happened to him. So well, far. he's got post traumatic stress, so he definitely needs something to take that edge off for now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been through some trauma. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, take this kid to the doctor. Um, he looks like shit. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we find out that Eminem mm-hmm. uh, survived the yes. shooting. We- uh, Moose uh, protects Midge with his big beefy body. Yes, and Midge runs out into the night screaming again, not drawing attention to yourself, but luckily she runs smack into Kevin. And I guess because there's a third party, the shooter runs off into the night. So I, (laughs) when we're talking about the names, I I dubbed this season the the one with all the stupid fucking names. No, I love all the names. Yes, because we keep... (laughs) I mean, the the uh, tall boy and uh, tall boy. You know, uh, here's what I love about tall boy. Uh, every time Jughead says it, it sounds like he's cursing at him. Yes, he's always like, "I told you no, tall, tall boy." boy. <laughs> and I'm like, he looks like a typical biker dude who's yeah. probably, at the very least, probably killed somebody. Um, and is definitely sure. a badass. And I'm like, you're a teenager. He's definitely involved in prostitution somehow or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't have proof of that. Those are just my thoughts. Yeah, we're just making up shit at this point. But um, yeah, but yeah, I, I love how the teenagers are always threatening the adults. Uh, to be fair, the adults are very stupid in this show. But still, I'm like, it's mostly Jughead. It's mostly yeah. Jughead walking around threatening adults. Well, I don't know. Ronnie threatens her dad quite a bit. And yeah, Betty and uh, my favorite girl ever, Alice Cooper, get into it quite a bit. Yeah, well, Alice deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Black Hood is now on the loose. some point, um, I don't know if it's this episode or not, they keep calling him a serial killer. And I find offense to that because he's only killed one person. Yeah, he's only successfully killed Grundy. And I'm not even sure that they've connected that to the yeah. Black Hood yet. But, so. but at this time, he, he shot two teenagers, or shot at, shot one teenager, shot at two, and shot yeah. Fred Andrews. So at this point, he hasn't even killed anybody. That's not a serial killer. I, 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 killer's in the title. Killer. You I have guess. to kill yeah. somebody. And it's typically three people. Juggy goes to Southside High, 
which looks yeah. like stereotypical every bad high school you've ever seen in any TV show or movie. There's metal detectors, you know. What was that Michelle? Um, Pfeiffer. Oh, Pfeiffer movie? Mm-hmm. What was that movie? Yeah, Coolio did the song for it. It was so popular. He goes to that high school now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't know the name of it, but, you know, it's, it's bad news. You know the one I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. And so, even at this bad school, they still have rules and they follow normal school schedules, meaning that you get assigned somebody to show you around. Yeah. And they pick the nicest person ever who's not gang-related, um, who just goes about her business, Tony. <laughs> Tony is in the gang. <laughs> Tony, who's actually in the gang, yes. Yeah. But I'm like, don't you have, like, an Ethel hanging around or somebody who's maybe... Like- you know. Yeah, is there like a like a student body president that maybe you can <laughs> instead? I'm gonna say no. I'm just gonna. I say love no. Tony though. She's so teeny tiny. <sighs> she's so and awesome. She's got pink hair and she wears bandanas and I love her. She's super cute. Yes, but she sees them and instead of saying, "Hey, I'm Tony" or "Hey, Juggy" or whatever, she's like fourth sight of Pendleton the third. The third. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. We did hear that name before. Because yeah. remember, we talked right. about it last week. I thought that was the first time we ever heard it. But no. And right I away, know. Jughead's probably like, fuck you. <laughs> I know. I was like, go fuck yourself. That's why I go by Jughead. I'm cool. Yeah. Jughead's my name. I'm very cool. <laughs> you know, they got, it, it's very mean girlish. It's like, hey, here's this and here's that. And here's where you sit in the um, lunchroom. Yeah. There's the ghoulies. We are introduced to the ghoulies. Oh, what a wonderful group of people. I mean... <laughs> The ghoulies, though? I know. I swear to God, this show. So she's like, okay, here's the ghoulies, and the serpents are who you should sit with, because even though you're not a serpent, you're still one of us. You know, safety in numbers. He's like, nope, I'm going to go sit in the corner and read my book, because that's what I do. And I'm like... No, what he says is, I'm going to read my book and brood. And I was like, yes. oh, he's so self-aware. I love that yeah. he knows that that's what he's doing. But I'm like, you know, you used to kind of see him in the beginning of the first season doing that. But really, I mean, he acts like he does it all the time. And I'm like, no, you're with Betty, Miss Prom Queen of the Year. Well, Um, right. And I think the point is, is that Betty makes him more extroverted. Without Betty, he he automatically goes back to introversion and he doesn't want to be a part of anything. She kind of forces him to be a part of that group. Well, not Mm -hmm. forces him. The relationship brings that out in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's going through classes and he's in an English lit class. Uh And the teacher's like, what is this book about? Or something. He's holding up a book and Juggy knows the answer. And the teacher's like, very good. Welcome to hell. And I'm like, what kind of teacher says that? That's what I was like. Okay, you know it's a shit school, but could you be like a little bit more like, that's very good. Awesome. Welcome to Southside. Uh, Be careful. Even say like, be careful. Not be like, welcome to hell. I was like, do you want to give them guns out of the door? I don't understand what's going on. Look, at Riverdale High, teachers give blowjobs. Yes. And at Southside, they welcome you to hell. Yes, but um, I think it's this episode that Juggy asked the teacher um, if what happened to the paper they had there. Yeah, we know the, that Riverdale has the blue and gold, uh-huh. and the bad side of the uh, track school is black and red. Black and red. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he says, of course, yeah, you can start up the school newspaper again, but you cannot talk about gangs, and you can't talk about jingle jangle. 
Because Jingle Jangle is all over that school. Apparently, they do it in the hallways. Rampant. Yeah, it's just running rampant in the school. All these kids are addicted to Jingle Jangle. Tony Mm -hmm. calls it the JJ. The JJ. I know. I was like, the JJ. And I just started dying all over again. I don't know why, but that sounds right when Tony says it and no one else. Only Tony can call it the JJ. Well, Tony is everything um, that I've ever wanted to be. Look, she pulls off flannel. She pulls off pink. It's just, Listen. it's yeah, she's great. Listen, she's she's fierce. I can't pull off flannel. I've tried. It doesn't work. I could back in the 90s when God intended you to wear it. Uh, um, yeah. So, is this the episode where Archie meets Hiram, right? Yeah. Hiram wants Veronica to spend more time at home. She kind of wants her friends to meet her dad. Why? Uh I don't know. Because she hates him. Yeah. And she invites them all over to watch, not The Bachelor. What does she call it? I thought it it? was The Bachelor. Maybe it was The Bachelor. So they all come over to watch TV. (laughs) And Hiram then invites Archie over for dinner. Yes. Okay, but I want to talk about this because this is one of the most upsetting conversations Later on, Hermione goes to Veronica, and she mm-hmm. says, don't push this dinner thing. And she's like, um, I'm not pushing it. He's the one who invited Archie over, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Hermione mm-hmm. says to Veronica, um, don't be so thirsty for your dad's attention. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so cold-blooded. Yeah. All her daughter wants to do is to get her dad's approval of her friends and her boyfriend and Mm -hmm. her mom calls her thirsty yeah well and i think it was the last episode maybe at some point in the in this three episodes in ronnie wants to wipe the slate clean like let's put the past behind us let's move forward let's get get on board and hermione yeah she's just being a stone cold I don't understand what kind of relationship she's trying to create here. Like, like, okay, your your dad is the be all end all. He's the master of the household, but Mm -hmm. also don't seek his approval at all. I don't understand Mm -hmm. who she's trying to protect here. What kind of environment she's creating? I don't understand. I don't either. And and part of me is like, is she trying to protect Archie really? Because she says something to the fact of like, don't let your not like don't let your boyfriend get close to dad, but like you're gonna suck yeah. him into something that you can't get him out of, or, yeah, or so something. Veronica tells Hermione, "We're only gonna have this conversation once. First of all, bitch, you're 16. Yes. We'll have this conversation as many times as we need to. Thank you. I'm the adult. <laughs> Are you sure? But I think the teenagers I mean, no, are the adults. Not me. I'm not an adult. But <laughs> no, no. no, but I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Hermione that show, is supposed to be the adult. Supposed and to be. So she says, "What do you think, Daddy will do to Archie mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't speak now? Then forever hold your peace." Let's let's examine now <laughs> what Hiram ends up doing to look. Spoilers, guys. I'm going to give you ten seconds to turn your your volume down. He turns him into a teen vigilante. Yes. Then he becomes a junior member of the mob. Yes. Then he sets him up for a murder. Murder. Yeah. Don't invite Archie over for dinner. <laughs> it really um <laughs> me up. When when he did, he's like, you know what you should do? You should take the law into your own hands and form this vigilante group. And I was like, the kid's on the edge. 
Why? Whole, oh Why my, are you doing this? The whole this? situation is horrible. He comes over for dinner and he says, Archie, do you want to join me in my study to have some rum? Yes, this is what... <laughs> It's like it's like Archie walks around with a t-shirt that says Predators, here I am because yeah. of course you give a teenager rum and he's going to listen to everything you say. Like he gave him rum. What? Well, I, I, this is what I said. I said, "What's up with all these super uncomfortable dinners on this show?" Oh my god, does anybody just There's- eat fucking meatloaf and mashed potatoes and go to bed? How was your day? <laughs> what are you into? How's the football team this year? Go Bulldogs. Like, <sighs> nope. We're going to have a pissing contest at the table. This this episode begins this really strange triangle between Hiram, Veronica, and Archie. I, I, I don't... Mm-hmm. It's, it's confusing. It's uncomfortable. I don't know if maybe the writers let us down with this. I'm not sure where this was supposed mm-hmm. to go or how are we supposed to see this mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what, what are your thoughts on hiram and archie i think hiram uh spots out a stupid kid who has no sense at all and a he's victim. like he, he's a victim. a victim yeah, yeah. well and, and the thing is is people like hiram who are bullies and not nice people and really horrible horrible people always seek out those who would will Pretty much pledge allegiance to you and yes. follow you blindly. And that's Which Archie. are usually stupid fucking people. Yes, that's Archie. You know, he can tell he's broken and he's yeah. got some issues going on. So he's like, mwahaha. And my daughter likes him. It's my daughter's boyfriend. So I can get him to do whatever I want. But because it's, it's almost as if he's, he's trying to steal Archie from Veronica. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean. What a weird you know. thing to do. Well, no, because that whole family is horrible. Horrible. These are the worst parents ever. I want them arrested for being bad parents because they're so horrible. You know, you you do get that feeling, though, that he, Hiram is looking to build up a quote-unquote family around him. He's he's trying to recruit people of Riverdale to... There are multiple teen gangs running around. Go go (laughs) talk to one of them. That's what I felt like saying. I felt like saying, why don't you go to the, is it called the White Worm? Yeah. Throw some money around, buy everybody some drinks, get them super drunk, and then have them pledge their allegiance to you. There. That's so much easier than converting one teenage boy at a time. But to me, this proves how evil and nasty Hiram is. That's what it is. It's nasty. He he does this on purpose. And, And the fact that he would throw away his daughter's happiness for his own cause, again, makes you a horrible horrible parent and human being oh it's so sour it's just sour yeah it's it's horrible um so yeah he plants this idea in his head and so what does archie do after that archie forms the red circle the red circle guys which is a comic book yes i was about to say so archie gets a gun and i'm not sure which episode i'm gonna say this the whole time you're gonna have to edit all that out yeah where does he get the gun from? He gets the gun um, from the, the oh, God, uh, the, um, the Cub Scout leader or whatever that... Dilton Doily. Dilton Doily. Dilton Doily is all over this episode, or at least yeah. the first few episodes of this season. Um, so Archie talks to his dad and says, hey, dad, I think we should get a gun in this house. And Fred Andrews, who is a wonderful person, um, is like, nope, no guns in this house. So... Archie has a gun. He didn't bring it in the house, though. He left it out in the garage in a box of crap that should be thrown away. 
and he's going to fetch it out. And yeah, there's these comic books, and it's like the Red Circle or whatever. It's a bunch of superheroes, and you can just see his like the light bulb go off over yeah. his head. He's like, "That's what we'll call ourselves." Yeah. So he calls them the Red Circle, and the uh, the episode ends with Archie shooting a video with everybody in red hood mask, naked. Well, no tops on. Boys, shirtless, red hoods, and he's the only one you can see. And he's like, "We're coming for you." What? What? Is this a porno? That What's video going- alone, <laughs> there has got to be a whole area of porn just like that. Just. <laughs> It's a room full of teenage boys. Yes. You can't see their faces. They're shirtless. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're threatening the camera. There's That's got to be a whole section of porn. I just don't know what it's called. Probably, if it wasn't, it is now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Thank for you, sure. Riverdale. Somebody <laughs> saw this episode and was like, that's my thing. Right that's there. That's my new thing. That's We're going to make a million dollars. Okay, so is that how it ends? Is with the video? Yeah, but we do have to quickly circle oh. back to one more character we we really find out that kevin poor mm. kevin love him yeah. to pieces but the only way he can find um i don't want to say a boyfriend i just want to say a hookup uh, a hookup yeah. yeah is to go jogging in the forest in the middle of the night where <sighs> people meet up yeah so maybe we were wrong maybe riverdale is not as accepting as we thought because all these well, men are hiding in the woods at night. Well, I go, I, 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 yeah. I mean, the kids are, but the adults maybe aren't because they're horrible people. I mean, honestly, how many gay people have we met so far in this series? Right, Two. exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> Betty fa- finds out that Kevin is, he, he calls it cruising. He's cruising in the yes. woods. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how he stumbled upon Midge and Madge, Midge and Madge, Midge and Moose. <laughs> that Midge would Madge. be a better couple name, Midge and Madge. Midge and Madge, that's forever their name is Midge and Madge. Betty lets him know, like, I don't like you doing this. You need to have more self-respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. He, Kevin and Betty get into it about yeah. Kevin's Kevin's sexual choices. And you mm-hmm. know what? I'm on Kevin's side. Oh, no, I totally am. Betty has no effing clue what she's talking about. It's she none thinks, of her business. Well, yeah, it's none of her business. And I understand being caring for your friend, but that's when you're like, Hey, Betty, I'm going cruising in the woods. The person I'm supposed to meet is this. This is their phone number. Because I, I kind of feel like they meet beforehand. He, and I, God, I feel so bad for him. But he should be like, I understand your concern. There is a lot of weird stuff going on. But I'm okay. I can take care of myself. But maybe I'll call you or text yeah. you and be like, Hey, I'm going in the woods. If you don't hear from me in two hours, I'm dead. Call the police or something. She ends up telling his dad, and um, yeah. him and his dad have a really touching moment yes. uh, where he comes home and he's like, look, there's a lot of stuff that we don't talk about, and maybe you and me should start talking about it. And then one last character we have to talk about is Polly. Polly is super concerned about the Black Hood, <laughs> because now we know that the Black Hood is after sinners, and finally... Polly has some um, acknowledges herself the way that Jughead does and goes, I am the biggest sinner. I am carrying my cousin's unborn babies. I have to get out of here. And I am on Polly's side. She should get the fuck before something bad happens. 
Again, we have a teenager that's smarter than the parents. Yes, because the parents are like, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Alice is in so much denial about this whole thing. Mm-mm. One of the overall, I found in these six episodes, one of the overall uh, storylines is Alice sort of controlling the media and kind of firing everybody up and, and, and that, yeah. that, that news of fear kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then juxtaposed mm-hmm. to that is Fred who's like, let's be mm-hmm. reasonable. Look, I'm one of the victims. I'm not asking for, you uh-huh. know, a, a mob with, with torches and pitchforks, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being me, and, and I love this show so much that I want to give it deeper meaning than what it really has. But I think it's saying something. Yeah, um, I, I agree, because obviously there's only one paper in town, but two high school papers, so. I, I... The high school papers do just as well, apparently. Yeah. Or better. Okay, so let's move on to episode four, chapter 17, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Um, So we start this episode with Jughead checking out a bunch of serial killer books. Yeah. (laughs) As if he doesn't already know that stuff. But so smart. It is smart, but I two things. I'm like, there's websites that have all this information. I'm sure you type in... John Wayne Gacy, and there's a johnwaynegacy.com, and you can find out everything you need to know. It's unclear what year it is. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, he types on a computer, though, at I Pops know. when we first see him. I but, look. yeah, I know. This is... Betty has an iPhone 6 still. I don't know. I, I think my boyfriend would... does, too. So, let's tell everybody about, um, what was it, Friday morning? Yes, it was Friday morning. You texted me, and you were very <laughs> upset that I was not at work yet. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I haven't even left home yet. Like, I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll call you. Because you were like, we we have to have a discussion. I said, okay, I'll call you when I get in my car. We had to discuss Betty's outfit in episode four of season three for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, at least 20 minutes. She wears these bell-bottom overalls. Yes. With a white t-shirt with like a rainbow. rainbow. Oh. Yes. That's very 70s. Yeah, it's such a 70s look. And that's when I was I was telling you, I'm like, look, they blur they blur the line they do. of what year it is. Well, because when, what, what do we call them? Not Madge, Madge and Midge. Madge, Midge and Match, yeah. <laughs> Midge and Match. Um, when they're shot in the car, it's like a late 60s, 70s car. All the cars are late 60s cars. Yeah, yeah so to me... That, again, that screams Zodiac Killer. Yeah, that's exactly what they were going for, the Zodiac Killer, who was a killer in the 60s, right? I, it might be early 70s, because really, they didn't really have a lot of serial killers. Like, when the Manson thing happened, that oh, was, like, yeah. 60s. Yeah, so seven, that was 70s like, was, like, height of serial killer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because Manson, everybody was in shock because it was so gruesome, and yeah. because that nothing like that had ever happened before, so... Um, also, even though it has... <laughs> Yeah, Jughead sees, he sees a link here. He mm-hmm. knows that this serial killer, he wears a mask. Uh, what does that mean about the person mm-hmm. that he is? Over at uh, Veronica's house, uh, Hiram and Hermione are mad about Archie's teen porn video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I was like, why is he so upset? He fucking told him verbatim form a gang uh vigilante group which this is the worst vigilante group i think i've ever heard of in my entire life 
see, and again, it's this weird game that Hiram is playing with Veronica. I don't, I don't get where he's trying to go here. I yeah. think maybe he was trying to set him up here, and mm-hmm. maybe he thought Veronica would be like, whoa, you're a weirdo, and backed off. Maybe. But I- was that his intention? Does he want Veronica to break up with Archie, or does... I don't understand what his intentions are. So maybe he's not the worst human being on the face of the earth because he wants her to break up with him so he can have them, which has to be super awkward. You know, Archie forms the red circle. They're a vigil anti-group, sort of, um, is what I say. They don't really do anything. Well, yeah, because Archie lays down the ground rules and he's like, the ground rules are that we're just patrolling. No guns, no knives, no weapons. We're just patrolling the neighborhood. That's yeah. a neighborhood watch group. That's not a vigilante group. That's a good idea. He should have started a neighborhood watch group. <laughs> That's exactly what you should do. Oh, I mean, he's so stupid. God bless him. There's a really good scene between Betty and Alice where Alice breaks down in front of Betty and she says, look, you know, every time you don't answer your phone, mm-hmm. every minute you come home late, I'm terrified that something has happened to you. Mm-hmm. And she breaks down crying and I just, oh God. For then my, my heart broke for her and I, I, I can understand why she's so scared. But it's her fucking fault that yeah. she's so scared because she's yeah. the one who's putting all the fear in the newspapers. Yeah, I do I do blame her for that fear because you're, you're right. She's getting it out there. She's probably deep dived into this thing at this point and knows all the particulars. But... Uh, yeah, this scene was kind of hard for me because as a horrible teenage person that I was, I did that to my parents at least twice. Doesn't it make you feel bad? I, and, you know, at the time I was like, I'm an adult. <sighs> Why are they worried about me? But, you know, when, when you look back on it years later, you're like, that was a ho- that was like the worst thing I could have done besides punch him in the face or you know, I'm never going to talk to you again or something like yeah. that. because. Got just a not knowing where your kid is. Uh, and, and and so the flip side is now, if I call my mom and dad, which I call them every single day, and they don't answer the phone, I'm immediately like, who died? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where are they? What's now going you, on? I always call this time. Where now, are they? Yeah, now you're paying. You're paying for not calling and saying where yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm paying for it. Jughead is kind of doing damage control at Southside High. The serpents are kind of getting all worked up. They've noticed the pattern that it's only Northsiders who are getting murdered. Then they've seen the viral teen porn video and they think it would be a good (laughs) idea to get Archie's head on a stick. And so Jughead Mm -hmm. has to kind of like, hey guys, no, 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 let's do something else. So again, we're starting to see that leadership role emerge where he's he's trying Mm -hmm. to take over Mm -hmm. for his dad. Or he's getting sucked into taking over for his dad because, boy, do these kids need to leave Again, I go, this is a gang. It's not like these are, it's a teenage gang. This is a gang of adults. I'm starting to think it's just a teenage gang. Well, I don't know. FP's a a serpent king. And tall boy's in it and all these other older adults. uh, Penny Pennywise or whatever the fuck her name is. Peabody. (laughs) Pennywise. Betty gets... Betty gets, oh, that would be, oh, of course, they should have called her Penny, Penny Pennywise? No, you can't see that. <laughs> Betty gets a letter from the Black Hood, and it explains that the Black Hood is inspired by his, by her speech that she made at the town hall. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know what to do. Kevin reminds her, this is one of my favorite lines, Kevin reminds her, she's not in the FBI, she's just a high school student. Yes. <laughs> 
so she gets this cipher and he's kind of like this is a test let's see how well you do with this test she's trying to figure out okay how do i get everyone's help on the cipher but not let everyone know that i'm involved so she turns over just the cipher to alice mm-hmm. and alice publishes the cipher for the whole town to start working on again zodiac killer that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they published his his crazy, and I don't think anybody ever solved his. Did no, they? he's still on the loose. He's Ted Cruz. Duh! Everybody says it. No, everybody yeah, says I it. Know. Uh, meanwhile, Archie's walking down the hall with his own remix in his head. Do you remember <laughs> the scene? <laughs> he's walking down the hall. It's like black hood, black hood. <laughs> I called it the the catwalk strut down the hallway. Yeah, he does his own vigilante strut down the hallway. It's just so... And I feel like they watched Mean Girls and, like, Jawbreakers and all these shows, Heathers, where they're all walking down the hallway in, like, slow-mo, flipping their hair and stuff, and they're like, let's do this for Archie. And I was like, you shot a video. No, I love it. Get over yourself. But that's the end of his good day, because Veronica comes up to him and she is pissed. Mm-hmm. Then he gets kicked off of the football team. Mm-hmm. Then they say, you know what? No football team at all. Yeah, because we know it's all you guys. Because it's, I mean, honestly, it's not like it was like some skinny guys, maybe some fat guys, maybe some fit guys. It's all fit big guys with screams football team. And I'm sure if somebody went like one, two, three and counted, they're like, there's 15 people on the football team. There's 15 yeah. people in the video. It's obviously the football team. And then there's like Dilton Doily standing in the back with like no muscles and he's pale white. He's the only one that doesn't go in that group. But that's such a bad idea by the principal. Like if you want to keep these kids from being mm-hmm. out on the streets and doing illegal things, send them to football practice. The principal tells them that he has to sign a letter uh, recanting the the whole idea of the red circle. Mm-hmm. Reggie begs him to sign the letter, and when he doesn't, <laughs> Reggie does the most overacting I've ever seen in this whole show. So this, this new actor is like, I'm going to make a name for myself right here. I'm the new Reggie. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> the and new he, Reggie. He's like throwing things around the locker room. Oh, and he's my like, God. He goes, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this character gets a New York accent, and yeah. he goes, "Bro, come on, sign the letter." Do <laughs> uh, you know how much I love this show? I know, but so uh, so all of his, all of his bulldog teammates abandon him, and the only person who's who's left standing there with him is Dilton Doily. Mm-hmm. Um, Good old if, Dilton Doily. If Dilton Doily's the only one on your side, rethink your stance. <laughs> yes. It's not good. <laughs> He's a psychopath. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's bad. He tells Archie about an artillery store where he can go load up on, on I don't know, vigilante items. I don't know. I'm assuming that's the name of the store. What? Where is this store in Riverdale? What part of Riverdale is that store at? It's right next to Pops. You think so? Yes, on the edge of town. Um, as close to the south side as you could get. I yeah. wish you guys could see us because we're like <laughs> we have like a little map that we're drawing with our hands. Like there's a track, there's pops, and then like not really next door because you never really see it. Maybe like two plots down is the vigilante store. Um, Veronica decides, you know what? Screw this. I'm all in, and she makes a ton of t-shirts. 
Mm-mm. But it's like too late. Archie's already like, I want to, I, I want to pull back from this. Mm-hmm. And that's how Veronica finds out that maybe Hiram Lodge planted this into Archie's brain. She's starting to see yeah. how easily influenced Archie is, and part of me thinks that she likes that. Well, I mean, who wouldn't like a stupid dumb boyfriend? He's, you know. There's a code breaking party at. FP's trailer. Thank you, Jesus. I know. Betty wants to figure out the cipher with Jughead, but Jughead has already made plans with Tony. So Betty invites herself and Kevin over to FP's trailer to help break the cipher. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not getting anywhere, and Tony is so out of line in this scene. Mm-hmm. She says, well, maybe you'll think better if you loosen your ponytail. Yes! And what does Kevin say? Kevin is physically repulsed yes! by this comment. <laughs> You can see him, like, draw back. Like, bitch, what did you say? Exactly. He's very upset. And he says... He says, Betty's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach. Yes. But then Betty's like, oh, it's no big deal. And takes out. It's like, um, what? Kevin just stood up for you. I know, but she knows she's losing Jughead here. She knows it. Well... So she's, she's just trying to loosen up and be mm-hmm. more like Tony and be super cool and dye her hair pink and... Um, Alice Cooper would jump out of the window if Betty dyed her hair pink. Oh, my God. Well, no, if Alice Cooper heard Tony say that to Betty, no one would ever hear from Tony ever again. Or or would they see Betty? She would send her out to the farm or whatever, the the nunnery. (laughs) Tony's lucky that she didn't catch Betty on a dark Betty day. I mean... Betty will If Betty her. was having a bad day that mm-hmm. day, Tony, Tony would be no more. Yeah. She'd clench her little fist and get little cuts on her hands and go crazy. Yeah, and Tony gets, like, all offended that they point out that only Northsiders have been killed. I find her oversensitiveness, like, too much because she's like, ugh, only Northsiders are getting killed. Fuck all of y'all. And it's like, bitch, you want Southsiders to get killed? I feel like saying, too, um, if pe- if people on the South Side were getting killed, nobody would care or report on it. So y'all would be on your own because it's the Very poor true. area. It's, nobody cares what happens to the poor people. Not ever. Yep. That's why serial killers usually start with poor people. So then we go back to Archie, who is trying to be the redhead Bansky. <laughs> He goes over to the south side and he's drawing red circles everywhere. What? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, God. Part of me thinks the reason that he's drawn red circles everywhere is because that's the only shape he knows how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> if they had been called the red triangles, it would have been a done deal for <laughs> Archie Andrews is not a smart man. Boy. He immediately pulls the gun on the first people he sees. Which is Jelly Bean, who I'm still not convinced is male or female. Sweet Pea. Very... That's Sweet Pea. Oh, what did I say? You said Jelly Bean. <laughs> Sorry. The names are so stupid I can't keep them straight. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and that's not like a dig or anything. No. But he, he's, he, he's very, not even... Um, Oh, God, what do they call Androgynous, it? Androgynous, yeah. Yes. And I, I don't mind that. Um, I, no, I don't either, but I'm like, really, you're pulling a gun? I mean, this could be Betty. Well, he's got really pretty lips. He's, he's very got, pretty. He's got very long eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm telling you. But of course he gets caught. He's a seven foot tall ginger high schooler waving a gun. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, there's only like three redheads in town. Yeah. Now that all the Blossom men are dead yeah. and you're the only one left standing. It's not that hard to figure out. That- Put a hood on. That's exactly what I thought, Archie. Put a hood on. Jeez, Louise. (sighs) God, I love this show. Oh, God. So, Fred is very disappointed in Archie. Yes. Oh, my God. Disappointed, Fred. He makes me want to be a better teenager. I know, right? I don't want Fred Andrews to be disappointed in me. Mm -mm, mm -mm, (sighs) Mm-mm. 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 And, you know, and... God bless Archie. I mean, he's so stupid. and <laughs> He's I, doing his best. Well, he is, but he's so stupid because I still don't understand. I don't know if he talks about it. Or he must. But, like, he he formed that group, and he was the only one without a mask on, so people would blame him. So people would come after him. I don't understand what sense that makes. You're forming a vigilante group to be basically a neighborhood watch, but why are you trying to bring... The black hood out. You go to school, your dad goes to work, I'm assuming. Do you want him to shoot your dad again? Do you want him to hurt your dog? Hurt your Andrews? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't look, he doesn't think it all out. And Veronica kinda of points that out. She says, you know, you have to tell me like what is the plan here? Mm-hmm. And it, you, you kind of realize that he doesn't have... He realizes that he doesn't really have a plan, but... Because he's stupid. Uh, so everybody goes to a town hall meeting. There is literally a storm brewing <laughs> it's true. there is there really there is, is. there's it's... lots of lightning and thunder it's coming this is great timing for the storm actually yeah good job on it's the almost storm. like they planned it sort of <laughs> um alice's idea at the town hall was to close Southside high you know it's always a good idea less schools yeah, I know. I'm like, so they can run around the streets and cause more violence. I mean, I, and I hate to say that, but I mean, yeah, the school was called hell by a teacher, and you want shut the school down. What are you gonna do with the kids? Well, again, into this, and so Fred stands up and he's like, "No, guys, that's not a good idea." So this is what this is that idea of she's like this like fake news media, yes, uh, you know, conveyor belt, just just mm-hmm. bad she's, idea after bad idea. She's and, info wars. Yes, and and Fred Andrews is like, "Yeah, slow it down. This is not yeah. how we should do this." Mm-mm. Jughead confronts Betty about her letter, and during this confrontation, they finally solve the cipher. And here I just want to make a note. I have spelled cipher in my notes wrong every single time. I, I didn't even attempt it because I can't spell <laughs> <laughs> at all. Well, because you put yours in your phone and I handwrite mine, so I don't have any autocorrect. Mm-mm. He's going to attack the town hall. But yes. at, at, so at the same time, though, there's a knock on the door at Freddie Andrews' house. And mm-hmm. the Bulldogs have showed up. I don't really remember what for. I don't know if somebody tipped them off or what. Somehow they know. They just, you know, the Red Circle needs to fight the serpents. And I, I feel like, you know, that, that, that the serpents are feeling attacked because yeah. Alice Cooper is basically saying, this is the South Side's doing. Well, and not only that, but Archie showed up on their turf and waved a gun around. There ends up being a West Side Story style fight outside of Freddie Andrews' house. I wrote the same thing down. 
maybe we were supposed to think that. Maybe they were like, in fight, this scene, fight, we're gonna yeah, fight, 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 fight. fight, fight. Um, <laughs> I hate the show. <laughs> Veronica breaks up the fight by shooting a gun. Listen. Uh, Dilton Doily stabs himself. Of course he does. He's such a maniac. <laughs> well, did you like the scene, like, they're showing everybody gearing up for the fight, and Dylan, Dylan Doily's, like, take the glasses off? Look, glasses are expensive. <laughs> I was like, you should let those at the house, son. I don't know why you have those on or near you, because if somebody punches you, whether you're wearing them or not, they're going to get broken. This, I bet you, you know what, I bet you Dilton Doily is the kicker on the football team. No, he's the water boy. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this whole fight happens because all three cops in Riverdale are at the town hall. Listen, there's three cops. It's not a good idea if you yeah. have a murderer on the loose to have all the cops in one place at one time. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't the sheriff be the only one there and have yeah. other people maybe cruising the streets? Because we know there's a teenage <laughs> visual anti-group yeah, uh, already out there. Yeah. And um, there's a killer, or not a killer, well, a killer or a... A person murderer, yeah, yeah, running havoc on the town, and um, but it's a very visually, it's a, it's a good scene. I like, I like yeah. how they did the rainy fight scene. Um, mm-hmm. Jughead later in the episode calls it the night of the rumble, and I love that. <laughs> I, my favorite line of this whole episode was, I think it was Reggie, I don't remember who, but he said, "Bulldogs eat serpents for lunch." Yes, <laughs> I was like, I need a T-shirt with that thing. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, we end this episode with a call from the Black Hood. I half expected it for her to answer and for the caller to be like, do you like scary movies? Yay! (laughs) And it's it's FP's voice. Uh, Yes! I would have died. I would have literally died. That would have been so great. But no, this is the first of the lollipop calls. Yes. That song is stuck in my head. Fuck this show for getting that song stuck in our head every single time. Every single time I watch this stupid season. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about episode five. That's chapter okay. 18, When a Stranger Calls. So this is the episode where Juggy becomes a serpent. Ooh. What a tough initiation process. <laughs> yes. First, you have to take care of the dog called Hot Dog, which in my head, it would be like a Rottweiler or a German Shepherd or one of those really supposedly aggressive dogs like a pit bull. It's a frou-frou, shaggy, 20-pound dog. It's some kind of shepherd dog, yeah. Yeah. So his initiation is to take care of the dog, to learn the serpent laws. To get jumped. Yes, to get jumped. And one of the tests, of course, is to pull a knife out of a tank with two snakes in it, two rattlesnakes in it, because they are the serpents, and you have to... That you're not afraid of snakes. I don't know. Your, um, your parcel tongue is basically what that's proving. Yes. I swear oh my to God. God. That's not a gang initiation with adults. No, that's what all. I'm saying. This is a teen gang for sure. Yeah. But even, remember, I think, uh, two or so episodes back when they were in Southside, and that's why they targeted Archie, because the guy's like, I'm not a full serpent yet. Like, basically, he has to kill somebody or beat up somebody or do something horrible to somebody. And that's when Juggy's like, no, 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 don't do Archie, do somebody else, because yeah. it'll be more credible. But I'm like, but obviously, that's not in the bylaws, because Juggy becomes a serpent, and I see him killing nobody. Right. He doesn't have to hurt anyone. You're right. Yeah. Well, Maybe he's grandfathered in. I think... I think, I think for a little while, maybe Sweet Pea was running the show, and it was just nonsense while Sweet Pea was running. Because he's an idiot. Sweet Pea, Sweet Pea well, is the Reggie, obviously. 
of the South Side. Ah, uh, Sweet Pea's the Archie of that group. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Juggy becomes a serpent. We're all excited. We meet this shithead of a kid, Nick St. Clair. So, Ugh. so from what I gathered, Fuck that kid. Veronica's parents are needing some cash. Yeah, for the for the Sodale project. Yes, which is basically to tear down the whole south side and put up condos and um, shopping malls or something. I don't know. Maybe another restaurant. Yeah. I'm I'm not clear. So they need the St. Clairs to help out. Just like in Riverdale, the teenager runs the house. This the the whole storyline about we need investment for the Southdale construction is so boring. I have to question who would go into business. With Hiram Lodge, who's just got out of the joint. Yeah. And wasn't he in there for like embezzling or I some sort of shady so. yeah. dealing? I would be like, no thanks. Yeah, I'll so they, take my chances. They basically turned Veronica into a child escort. Yeah. Well, a teenage escort. Here, look after their their little shithead kid, Nick because, St. Pierre. Or Nick St. Yeah. Clair. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't. Uh, he, he makes all the decisions for his parents and their money. So, yeah. So, send, so go after him. Ugh. They want her to entertain him while they're there. Yes. Yeah. I don't, she brings him to school. I don't know. Like a like a show and tell no. day? Yeah, she goes to school with them. Yeah, which I'm not clear on. But then they decide to have a party. I think it's just Archie and Veronica and Nick are hanging out in her bedroom. Yes. Yeah. And he's saying all kinds of stuff like, oh, you want to bump? He's trying to get her to do cocaine. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing the other. And he's really talking bad about Veronica. And Archie's just sitting there staring at him like with his head down, kind of like, you shouldn't say that. I was like, if I was Archie, I'd throw that chair down and beat the shit out of this kid. Well, yeah, he like picks up her pussycat ears and he's like, what kind of kink is this? And, yeah. Oh, you were so, I bet you look so sexy with these on. Yeah. I think that Archie, though, is smart enough to understand that this is an investment opportunity for the parents. So he wants, he's trying to be on his best behavior, even though this guy's a shithead. So Archie leaves. Nick St. Clair gets a little too handsy with Veronica and tries to rape her. Luckily, she's like, fuck you, buddy, and gets out of it. Well, first first they have their jingle jangle party. No? No? no, no. no. He doesn't get handsy after the jingle jangle party? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, there was a Jingle Jangle party Yeah, first. so they, they have a Jingle Jangle party, <laughs> and Jingle Jangle looks like a blasty. See, I call them pixie sticks. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's just pixie sticks. I wonder if, like, on the set, if that's really what it is. It's just pixie sticks. I'm hoping so, and honestly, um, I really want to go to Target right now and buy a whole bag of pixie Don't sticks. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> I know, but I know I'll take one, and I'll be like, what the hell I know. am I thinking? This is horrible, and throw the whole bag away. You'll regret it right away. But yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. dancing. They're making out. You know, in yeah. my day, when I was like hitting up the clubs, ecstasy was was the trendy drug yeah. at the time. And mm-hmm. so it's it sort of reminds me of ecstasy. But with X, um, y- you get like really sweaty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. these kids didn't seem to be sweaty at all. So it seems like they've improved. Like maybe that's what Molly is. I'm not really sure. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but it looks like fun. They look like they're having a really good time. They're very laid back, very yeah. carefree. But who's not participating in the jingle jangle? Betty does not participate in the jingle jangle. Nope. But we'll get back to why Betty is abstaining from the jingle jingle. But mm-hmm. this most recent episode, we won't give away any spoilers right here. 
This Betty not participating in the Jingle Jangle harkens back to this most recent episode, don't you think? Or the, the yeah. flashback episode. Because who does. didn't partake of Pop Rocks? Uh, thank you. Right. But I find it so funny that she's sitting there, of course, like a bump on the log, and giving them all, like, the judgment face. Like, yeah. Y'all suck. I'm, I'm like, girl, get up and leave <laughs> if you don't want to be there. But the Black Hood calls her and, and threatens Polly, and he says, I know where Polly is. Mm-hmm. I want you to cut some of these sinners out of your mm-hmm. life. Uh starting with Hiram Lodge's daughter. Uh So Betty is forced to cut Veronica out of her life. She does it in the most spectacular way. Oh, yeah. She lights Veronica's shit on fire. Yeah. Uh She calls her shallow. You're only Uh friends with us through circumstance. You're an airhead. All Uh the worst things you would think about yourself is what Betty says to Veronica. Oh, my God. So even Kevin is like, Jesus. Kevin, who lives for mm-hmm. this shit, is like, oh my god. He's a girl. It was smart, though. So, it was smart. to, to If you're going to get Veronica yeah. out of your life, that's the way to do it. Yeah, so they do the jingle jangle, and then it's afterwards where Nick St. Clair attacks and tries to rape. And at some point during uh, this episode, Betty publishes a photo, which I think the Black Hood made her do, of her yeah. mom... Her mom's mugshot from back in the day. Turns out Alice Cooper was a serpent. I mean, wow. Wow. That's a big shocker. But it makes so much sense because she's such like a gung-ho person. Like she's Mm -hmm. like an all-in or all-out kind of person. She's a perfect gang member. Well, and also this heart, this is a foreshadowing to season three, spoiler, that, you know, she's in a cult now. Like, she seems to be all or nothing with everything she yeah. does. Yeah, for um, sure. She's, like, real into her family. She's, like, a real family person. And then, mm-hmm. like, she's really into this this Black Hood story. Mm-hmm. And it turns out in her past that she was a gang member. So, yeah, she's a she's a very, she has an obsessive personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor thing. I know what that's like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, there's attempted rape and everything. And yeah, you know, day, just attempts at rape. Yeah, attempts at rape. They kind of, they kind of, kind of glossed over that. No, they I did. Thought, no, they, no, they, they, you don't they, think did. they did. No, okay. uh, I think they did a good job with it. So the next day is the big fundraiser party, and it's outdoors. It's under tents. It's it's music. It's, it's a fundraiser for the Sodale construction. Yes. Yeah. Hiram shows up. You know, he he does a little speech. Um, they run into Betty's dad, Hal. Hal. He's like, Cooper. yeah. Uh, Alice is staying home today. No, motherfucker. No, and all of a sudden, you see this flowy, bla- uh, red and black, snakeskin-looking uh. outfit with the hot pants on underneath and the... the um, I'm showing y'all people because you can see this. Uh, a, slit. The, um, a slit. A slit. A slit down the front of her shirt all the way down to almost her navel. Uh-huh. Hair's done. Makeup's done. And she has... <laughs> Uh, Her jewelry is a gold snake uh, necklace. So she's like, yeah, I'm a serpent and I'm owning up to it. And shows up like a hooker to this very... So it was Imagine Dragons, uh, Lightning and Thunder playing. Like I said, I like the music in this in this season. I do like that song. That's actually on one of my gym playlists. And she comes yeah. strutting down that red carpet. Yeah. She's looking so hot. Fierce. I thought that was Cheryl. 
when they first showed it. Yeah. It's Cheryl's signature hot pants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Move. It, but then it's when when they pan up and it's and it's um, Alice Cooper. I was like, what? You were shocked. That was fierce. Oh, it was a great. I kind of was. Yeah. And I forgot about it, of course. So, um, you know. Yeah, my my so, my notes say Alice walks into the party like goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> she really does. I mean, I wanted her to like do a snap. Yeah. I wanted Kevin to be there and like, girl, you're fierce and all this stuff. But um, the Black Hood's plan backfired. She she yes. she much like the the teens the teen girls in Riverdale who will not be slut shamed. She will not be gang shamed. Sure, serpent shamed. No, she's not going to do it. <laughs> um, so. So they have this big, huge party, and everybody's there. Apparently, it's not very exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, you could, you could just walk right on in. What season is it right now? I'm assuming summer. I think so. Because I feel like um, Kevin, when he was jogging one time, was wearing, was shirtless. Yeah, yeah. It must. Did be, I make that up? It must be warm right now. I think after the, the storm of the, the night of the rumble, a warm front came through. <laughs> that's what well, i think happened and too if they're that far up north again this is at new orleans or texas like it can be pretty hot in the day or it used to be and then at night you know be fairly cool so you need a jacket or, yeah. or whatever yeah so, maybe that's what it is yeah that's why we get confused because we're southerners and we're like yeah. um you only wear the jacket when it's below 65 yes no or 70 70 is when the big parker comes out yep there is no back and forth it's either freezing cold or you're in flip-flops and a t-shirt um it sometimes you can have a parka jacket on and flip-flops well i did yeah. um friday because i got a pedicure so i wore my snow boots to work with my jacket and everything because it was like 40 degrees but it warmed up to like 65 and I was like, I brought my flip-flops. I'm like, I'm going to get a pedicure. <laughs> so anyways, this very exclusive party's there. Everybody's invited. Cheryl shows up looking fierce and she's flirting with Nick St. Clair. He gets her a drink, which again, who's not watching the teenagers get a drink? I that waiter. That's illegal, buddy. Whatever. So they're drinking and he slips something into her drink. Yeah. And in the process, she gets really wasted. Uh, she's roofied, I guess. Yeah. The Pussycats are playing on stage with Veronica. They're singing, and they kind of notice them go off into a dark area. Like, she sees them leave the party. Yeah. And Veronica's very concerned, and the Pussycats are very concerned. And thank God for that. Of course, he's got uh, Cheryl down on her bed, on a bed, and my girl Ronnie shows up, and he spins around, and she punches him square in the face. And then the girls, the pussycats, Ronnie, all of them, descend on him like crazy. They're punching him. They're kicking him with those stilettos. They're beating the shit out of him. Yeah, they, they, and good they, for they, them. they beat the living shit out of him. They... They will not be slut-shamed, and no. they are not okay with no consent. It's not I mean, okay, and we're going to let you know. Yeah. And I just, that's probably my favorite scene of, oh, of this, all of it's this. Such a, it's such a good scene. It's a powerful scene where, you know, because Cheryl still is not part of the group yet. She's still, no. she's still Cheryl, out on her own without Jason. And I think this is where they really start to pull her in, you know, but goddamn, mm -hmm. poor Cheryl. She is having the worst year of her life. Her brother is murdered. I mean, murdered. for real. Her dad did it. She burned down her house, and now she gets roofied? Jesus well, Christ. 
And her dad hangs himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about the I forgot about the parental suicide. Jesus. But I kind of in in my heart of hearts, I almost feel like, and maybe we'll find this out later, that he didn't hang himself, but maybe Cheryl did or Cheryl's mom, like one of them of knows something the, about what happened. Yeah, there's night. something yeah. going on to yeah. that. Uh, because, you know, just how that whole thing ends. But yeah. yeah, I mean I'm glad they they went back and I'm glad they didn't just be like, Stop or trying to pull them off like they kicked the shit out of them and bravo yeah they did um i loved it yeah i, I was like kick him till he stops moving and then kick him again <laughs> at the end of the episode um betty gets another phone call from the black hood and he is forcing her to give her over a name of a sinner and just like she should she gives over nick st pierre's name i wish i wish he had taken him out i do or did he no we find out that he has been in a car accident and both both of his legs are broken. That was Hiram. Hiram oh, okay. Did that yeah. Okay. Uh, chapter nineteen, death proof. This is our last episode of this of this podcast. Um, <laughs> this last episode ever. We're ending on this. Gonna go it's so through. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We're not Thanks doing listen. obsession session this week. Just FYI. no. We're not. Good. I have nothing to obsess about. So Betty runs out of her house to the Five Seasons after she gives the Black Hood Nick's name to make sure that he hasn't been murdered. But also, you know, I'm thinking maybe she ran there to see if she could catch the Black Hood while he was going after Nick. Well, and to be fair, I don't know if Betty knew about any of the attacks on any of the girls from this shithead. Oh, right. You know what we missed? Hmm. He, the Black Hood, um, the Black Hood calls Betty and makes her go to that abandoned house in the middle yes. of the woods and makes her put that hood on. Yes. I wonder why he made her go to that particular house. Do you think that's where he grew up? I think that's what we find out later on. And we also forgot to mention in the last episode how the Black Hood also made Betty get rid of or separate herself from Jughead. Oh, God, yeah. She's completely Mm -hmm. alone now. She's had to cut Veronica out of her life. She had to break up with Jughead. She prints a photo of mm -hmm. her mom in the school, in the high school. I mean, he's just completely alienating her yeah which is what you do when you want somebody to join a cult or something yeah yeah that's what he's trying to do he's trying to isolate her so he so that she'll come over to his side mm-hmm. she's she won't even though she gives over nick st Clair's name she she doesn't think that he should be a victim of the black hood she thinks that he should be prosecuted yeah but it turns out that the black hood is not going to kill him because nick st Clair is not from riverdale um, mm-hmm. I did not realize that there were requirements for this murder. Uh, then again, he killed, what's her face, Grundy. Or I guess we yeah, assume she I guess she, does. Lived, she lived there, though, because she was a oh. teacher at the high school. Sure, sure. Okay, I'm letting that go, then. Cheryl wants to press charges, but Penelope takes hush money instead. Uh, out of all the worst parent moves in this whole entire uh, series, and um, every series, I cannot believe at all. That she's like, I'll take your hush money um, because my daughter was raped, almost raped. But um, that's okay. We're just going to take money and turn the other cheek because money's more important than my daughter. You don't think that's believable for Penelope? Or you, or you, or of course she would do that. No, of course she would do yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Um, but I think it's the worst possible thing Ugh. you could ever do. And I, again, I don't know why social services has not stepped in she literally says to Hiram and Hermione who are both kind of like uh okay she says to them we don't know what Cheryl did to entice him 
Which is horrible. And Cheryl overhears her. Yes. And so for Hiram and Hermione to be like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, that's that, that, that goes to show you how bad Penelope is. The Black Hood calls Betty and says, I need you to get the name of the sugar man. The man who is dealing um, <laughs> Jingle Jangle. That's a sugar man. Love it. Love sorry. it. Sorry. It just, Jesus Christ. But, I'm sorry. That's a great name for a drug dealer. Well, it is, but this whole thing is so sugary sweet, everything, which makes yeah. sense with the Archie brand, but it's still part of me is like, oh, for the love of Jesus, could you just yeah. stop? No, I just love it. Stop. Do more it. More it. <laughs> more. Um, yes. Now that now that Betty has left Jughead. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Betty made Archie break up with Jughead. Yes. Yes. And Jughead is in. Jughead is in the serpents now. Mm-hmm. Tony and Jughead spend a PG-13 night together at FP's trailer. Poor Jughead. This makes yeah. um, Tony realize that she likes girls more. <laughs> do you think that's the moment she decided she likes girls more than boys? I do. Sure. Yeah, I do. I really do. Because she does kind of trash talk him. Like, she says something and he's like, ow, way to hurt a guy's feelings or something. And I was like, girl, Jesus. Yeah, I do. I, I really think that she was like, meh. Yeah. Um, I'll pass on, on the dick next time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. The Jingle Jangle party members get grilled at Betty's house. Because, of course. Because now that um, Cheryl's attempted rape comes to light, it, they everybody finds out what the kids were doing that night. Mm-hmm. Reggie reveals that the Jingle Jangle came from a Southsider. Mayor McCoy decides the only solution for this um, mm-hmm. is to close down the school. Yeah. yeah. Mayor McCoy. Uh, again, I'm like, this, this town is all or nothing. I mean, yeah. that should be, it should be the, what... The, Whatever the stupid slogan is of the town, it should be <laughs> all or nothing. Riverdale, all or nothing. Archie rescues Jughead before the school is raided. He makes sure that he doesn't uh, get locked up and thrown in jail for being a serpent. Sure, sure, sure. Which is great because yeah. Archie kind of Archie kind of lets Jughead know, like, look, you should you should talk to Betty. There's there's more going on here than what I let on. Yeah, because Archie Betty brings Archie in for some reason, I guess, to have somebody to talk to. Yeah, because Betty is completely alone. Yeah, so she's letting him know, like, hey, I'm getting calls from the Black Hood. He's making me do all this horrible shit. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm devastated at this point. Um, so speaking of, speaking of Jughead, he meets up with the leader of the Ghoulies because yeah. they are trying to figure out a way to deal with this turf war that they're having. Jughead wants to move the ghoulies out of the south side turf so that there's no more jingle jangle being dealt. Yes. That's a sentence that I just said. <laughs> jingle jangle being dealt? <laughs> well, Jughead wants the ghoulies to move out of his turf so that there's no more jingle jangle. <laughs> just what? <laughs> Betty goes to Pops the, the, and sees Veronica there. The set, you know, this scene made me think the set of Pops is really gorgeous. I love Pops. I'm telling you, if I lived in Riverdale, I'd be there every effing meal. You would get the best Instagram pictures. I mean, out of Pops, it's, like, it's that soft lighting kind of, yeah, kind of neon-y. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take some great Instagram pictures tonight. I know it. <laughs> Betty tells Veronica about the Black Hood, and yeah. Veronica decides that she's gonna help. Mm-hmm. Of course she is. Jughead is completely manic right now. 
I mean, boy, get get this kid some fucking, what? Like, I don't even know what medication you use for that. And do they make him the king at that point? No. Okay. Tallboy is still running the show. Okay, but somehow Jughead is, is pissing all over Tallboy at this point. It's like, I've got to bring law and order, sort of, to the serpents. Well, they kind of want Tall, they, they want Jughead's um, okay to go ahead and, and merge with the ghoulies. Because Jughead is the son of FP. Okay, there he goes. So Jughead decides to go to FP and ask him what to do. And FP suggests that they race for the territory. Which yeah. I love. I was like, that's the best idea I've ever heard. Race for I've, I've watched this episode so many times that it never even occurred to me. Greece. This, uh, is, <laughs> this is a callback to Greece. I said the same thing. I was like... What is this Greece now? I thought it was West Side Story. I, I ne- yeah, I never even realized that until almost, like literally earlier today. I mean, almost from the time that Cheryl walks up and gives the signal to go through from uh, the race. Back off, Cha Cha. I was born for this role. Yeah. And and to her credit, Tony's like, okay, I know I'm outmanned here, and she just walks away. Well, because that's the first time Tony meets Cheryl, oh. and I think that she's just so like and like just. So mesmerized by Cheryl. It's the lips. I'm telling you, it's the lips. Uh, those lips are mesmerizing. I, I think she goes outside her lines, her natural lip lines. Maybe so that's, yeah, that's called overlining. I do that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's what makes her lips look so much fuller. fuller. Than, and, I, and I get it. Then she really, it, uh, they yeah. really are. But still, it's spectacular. Like, it wasn't until I was like, Really staring at the screen that I even really... Kn- I was like, oh, okay, that's what she's doing. But, um, goddamn, she's got some great lips. Yeah, we, you and I had a whole discussion um, Friday, Friday morning about whether or not her lips are real. So, I don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you every time I watch Riverdale and there's a lot of Cheryl in it, I'm on Target and Amazon looking for matte lipstick. Go for it. I'm just telling you, that's all I'm doing. I'm waiting for the Black Friday sales, which is why I haven't done it yet. NYX. NYX has some good mattes. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. NYX, I think I have some, and um, Revlon had some that got yeah. really good rate. Oh, uh, yeah, Rev- Revlon does have a, And that concludes Makeup Corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do it every this, episode. Every episode. I promised myself I would not talk about makeup this episode. And just so y'all all know, this is us in re- in real life. Like, this, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is how we always talk to each other <sighs> about everything. Um Always. We, we get so far off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, see, now I don't even know where I am in my notes anymore. This is why I have to write down notes, because you and me talking to each other. Um, what we're talking about is, is uh, Greece. Oh, uh, we're talking about the race, yeah. So the race. To wrap race. things up. Race. Uh, turns, race. <laughs> turns out Archie called the cops, and yes, the whole race was a setup. And so he lets the ghoulies win, and because the ghoulies win, they are the first ones to get to the cops, and they all go to jail, which solves the serpent's territory problem. For now. For now, but that's so what? Okay. Yeah. But Jughead had the, had the look of the devil in his eyes I when know. he was racing. He was a man possessed. He's totally manic right now. I'm telling yeah. you, this boy needs medication. They both do. This whole town does. They should put it in the jingle jingle. Cheryl's mom decides uh, oh god there's this heartbreaking scene where Cheryl goes to Penelope and she's like I just want you to care about me more than yeah than the money yeah that was heartbreaking the money than Clifford Mm -hmm. 
than Jason, than yourself. I want you to care about me more than anything else one time. And so it does kind of get to Penelope and she decides, all right, I don't want the money. And Uh she reveals the sugar man's name. Uh, Cheryl calls Betty and lets Betty know. Betty calls, or the Black Hood calls Betty. She gives up the sugar man's name. But Betty has a plan. Betty has called the cops on the sugar man already. So he's in jail. So the Black Hood, she turns the tables and the Black Hood does not get to have him. And who is and who is the sugar man? He is the English teacher that said welcome to hell. What? Um that's yeah. why he didn't want Jughead to write about gangs or jingle jangle. Of course he didn't because if you start looking into it you're going to figure out yeah. who it is. But who gives is it Reggie that gives her the name of the sugar man? Um, or was it Moose? Betty goes to Veronica, tells Veronica about the black hood. The black uh, Veronica asks Reggie for his jingle jangle connection. <laughs> Dustin just rolled his eyes. Huh? I puppies had cookies last year called jingle jangles. Oh yeah, we they had co- we had puppy cookies called jingle jangles. I think I saw those. Yeah. Peanut. Yeah. Right, like, ah, um. Okay, so so Betty tells okay. Veronica about what the Black Hood wants. Veronica goes to Reggie and gets Reggie's um, Jingle Jangle contact. Veronica commits a crime and buys Jingle Jangle. And these spiky stiletto heels dressed up as a rich girl. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she, I guess, look, every time they cross over to the south side, they're like, we're going to let everyone know that we're from the north side. Well, that's just it. Um, incognito. Maybe... They you know. they literally follow the drug dealer to the head of the ghoulies uh, lair, I guess. Sure. So. Yeah. But anyway, Cheryl is the one who gets the name of the sugar man. So Penelope turns over that information to Cheryl. Cheryl gives it to Betty. Penelope decides to burn the check. And for mm-hmm. once in her life, for one mm-hmm. fucking moment in her life, Cheryl feels love. It's horrible. The sugar man gets put in jail and Betty and Jughead are back together. Yes. Thank God. Which is great. I love them together. Thank God. But, so Betty gets another call, or no, or she, she does get a call and she tells the Black Hood, listen, I'm not playing your game anymore. Yep. Um, I've. I've given cops the name of the sugar man, blah, 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 go screw yourself. But she kind of gets in a pissing contest with him. And again, I'm like, you're a teenager who's never probably even slapped somebody. And he's attempted to kill and done all this crazy shit at least a handful of times. Is this wise? Because he's obviously watching you. Um, I think what it is is that she's letting him know I'm not going to be a pawn anymore. I'm not waiting for you anymore. Which I love. God bless her. You know, he kept threatening to kill um, Polly, who went to the farm, um, where they kill puppies, too. I, I, I don't know why she keeps going know. to the farm. But um, but supposedly the farm, uh, she called him and told him that somebody may try to come and kill or hurt Polly. So the farm put her underground. I don't know. Yeah. They, got, they got her out of danger. So that's when Betty's like, you've got nothing left. Yep. Um you know, I've got nothing to lose at this point, so do your worst yep. um, kind of thing. So yeah. kudos to her. But the final, final scene uh-huh. is that the sugar man's in jail and what happens? The Black Hood walks into the jail with a gun. I don't know mm-hmm. if he has the hood on. He must not because that would well, call him out. 
Well, I think he's so far away we can't tell and it's dark. Yeah. So, yeah. And but he walks in. Point blank rage kills the sugar man in the jail cell. So Betty's plan kind of backfires. Kind of does. And yeah. it, um, how bad is the security at the jail? So that random guy can walk in with a gun. Look, Sheriff Keller, Did he wait for him to go to sleep in the chair? This this will be the fourth time I say this in this one episode. Sheriff Keller, not doing a great job. No. Mm-mm. So. Later on in the season, there's a big mayoral <sighs> campaign. Uh, mm. What we really should be electing is a new sheriff. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It straight he's... up sounds like something that would happen in New Orleans. Oh, no, Totally. Where he a prisoner really, is he, shot in his cell and nobody knows how it happened. Yeah. Again, I'm in my head I'm picturing like an old Western or some old TV show where there's one um, police at the station and he's laid back in the chair and he's dozing off and the killer comes by like creeping on his toes or whatever. And um, John Dillinger um, fashioned a gun out of soap and then covered it in shoe polish. Yes. And broke his way out of jail like that. It makes me think of that. Like, you're so stupid. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. Oh, God. So, yeah. That's that's it. That's episode one through six of season two. I love it. Yeah, I did too. Um, even though I say I hate the show, I really love it. Um, I I, it's not like I hate, even hate watch it. It's just, it's so, God, it's so charming. And so That's stupid. what it is. It is. It's sh- I wish I could find the word. I know there's a word. Guys, if you can think of the word of what it is that I love about this show, that it's <laughs> ridiculous and it makes oh, me happy and it's silly and it's serious. Ugh. God, it's so bad. It's, it's um, such a great blend of all of that. And I feel bad for our listeners because we have like two more uh, podcasts on the rest of the season or is it three? We have three more episodes. God bless y'all because these are all going to be long I have a feeling. Um, Because we we do love Riverdale so much and when we first kind of started talking about this I think that's one of the first shows we talked about. Yeah it's look it's what I love to talk about. It's so god (sighs) There's so many things it's delightful. You can can leave it as light (laughs) You can leave it as light as, you know, milkshakes at Pops, or you can go deep down into it and go, what is this show saying about the media and conjuring mm-hmm. up fear? And, like, you can go that deep with it. Yeah. No, I find that the show is um, silly and goofy. No. But I do love it. I do love it. I mean, obviously, because I'm doing this goddamn podcast with you, I, I obviously do not hate Riverdale and demanded that you called me on Friday so we could discuss... The latest season of it because I was dying. Because remember, I even texted you and I was like, are you watching or have you watched it? And you're like, no, I gotta take a shower and do stupid stuff. And I was like, ah, ah. And I was dying because I wanted to talk to you about it. Season three is so great. It's so good. And once a couple of episodes build up on there, we'll definitely, because you can binge watch season three on the CW app. It is free. Yeah. You don't need to have a provider. Uh, you could have the app on your, mm-hmm. on your smart TV, on your phone, whatever. And you can binge watch all the episodes there. But season three is just amazing. It's just, mwah. It's, it's everything I want. We'll see. The first season I think was really pretty good for Riverdale. And this season yeah. kind of has some moments. This season gets off track, yeah. It, it does. Yeah. 
But uh, season three, man, the last two episodes are out of the park phenomenal. They're good. They're like good episodes. Good yeah. episodes. And I was talking to my boyfriend in Target last night and I was saying your thing about how they're ripping off Dungeons and Dragons and Dungeons and Dragons is, is thrilled about it. But I said, I don't call it gargles and ghoulies. I call it like, what did I say? I said gargoyle, gargoyles and ghosts. <laughs> ghoulies and ghosts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't think that's the name of it. Because a, uh, the, this makes me laugh to myself all the time. Like I just think about it and I mm-hmm. start laughing. There's a character in season three called Edgar Evernever. And Lisa cannot remember that name and will only call him Greg Nevermore. And I crack up every time. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Because Greg Nevermore. Greg never ever. Um, I think it's because you know me and you know I can never remember people's names on the show. The fact that she knows Archie and Jughead, Veronica, and Betty is amazing. She knows no one's name ever. No one. Anytime we talk about TV shows, half the time it's just me trying to guess who she's talking about. (laughs) Unless it's The Office. You have to say The Office I know backwards and forwards. Yeah, but Game of Thrones, which has like over 230 characters. I'm like, Mm -mm. Lisa, I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) Like... And, of course, I've renamed them all, um, except mm-hmm. for uh, Cersei. But yeah. um, Marjorie, I called Queen Anne Boleyn the yeah. entire season, or the entire yeah. uh, show, because she mm-hmm. played Anne Boleyn and mm-hmm. the Tudors. And, sorry, it's Anne Boleyn is her name. That's it. That's Queen her name from, from here on out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, go watch episodes 7 through 13 of season 2 of Riverdale. And Yay! we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.